Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of In My Blank Opinion, a podcast about what we're seeing on our timelines, what's happening in pop culture, and how we're looking to TV and movies for answers. My name is Adora. My name is Alex, and today's episode is really exciting. We're welcoming back two of our previous guests, uh, Vivian and Shanae. You may have remembered them from our 11th episode um, towards the beginning of this year. Uh, but we're going to go into just, you know, the ins and outs of female friendship, what that means to us, uh, how it's evolved in our lives. Um, and maybe some unpopular opinions around it. So it's it's a really fun conversation. Yes, we're excited to have them back for our second Unpopular Opinions Happy Hour. So be ready for those hot takes and for some wins and fails with guests. But it was a lengthy conversation because as female friends, we could chat four days. So let's just hop right in. And we're back, and we're here with our guests, Shanae and Vivian, and they will sound familiar to you all because they were our first ever guests, I believe, back in, around January, and we're excited to yes, have you episode back. episode 11. Thank you. <laughs> Dora yeah. is always quick with the episode numbers, um, but great to see you <laughs> oh, all. Oh, I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you doing? What, how's life halfway through the year now? It's crazy. Yeah, I can't believe the end of May. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it, Viv. You just came back from Same. Like a multi city tour. Tell us, how's it been? Yeah. Well, it's been six months, so nice to see you all, hear you all. Um, yeah, I'm taking advantage of my PTO. I have accumulated enough to not accumulate yes. more. So, been doing um, just like a little bit of state hopping to see my gals after getting all my shots, COVID shots. Are you fully vaccinated awesome. now? Yes, I am fully vaccinated, just like Alex. She was my inspiration oh, really? to even start this <laughs> process. <laughs> I'm so The vaccination glad. process or yeah. the yeah. traveling process? Vaccination <laughs> and traveling. <laughs> Because I wouldn't hang what out with her. Are we anti-vax anti before this or what? Low-key for a second. About the vines. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, I just like the natural stuff, you know? And I watched I Am Legend for the first time in the quarantine. So, low-key, I'm tripping out like what's going to happen. But my whole family has a vaccine. So, whatever happens to me will happen to them. And Alex. So he, first of all, that is a weird reasoning <laughs> to get yeah. the vaccine. Well, we're all gonna die. But um, I was definitely anti-vax, and I'm low-key still anti-vax. But I am fully vaccinated, and my reasoning was the government is gonna kill me one way or another. I might as well enjoy a summer while I have wow. the summer in front of me. Um, so wow. you know, deep roots. The government has a history of testing on black people so um, it's mm -hmm. not too far-fetched but no i completely agree with that summer. yeah i made sure that my vaccination center was a common white person area <laughs> yes. oh that was smart that's smart <laughs> i didn't even think about that and i didn't want to wait because it's like i'm gonna get this vaccine while all the like famous people yeah all the politicians are getting it because i don't know what they're that gonna first do. round 
Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, happy to hear that everyone's vaxxed. Um, yes, I'm vaccinated as well. <laughs> <laughs> Shanae, how are I you doing? I did it so I could start dating, though. So. Oh, oh. LOL. That's crazy because yeah. I refuse to kiss men in the mouth. I'm like, I don't know where you... <laughs> Since Wait, what is this a new is this a new thing for you or how's that going? I do think it's a newer thing. Like I'm just increasingly more re- <laughs> like repulsed by men. But just the idea that you know there are people who just have poor hygiene, and COVID has brought that to light. Mm-hmm. Not just washing hands, but from showering your full body to just covering your nose. Yeah, no. So the idea of like kissing people, especially after COVID and like knowing how many people got COVID. Um, yeah, no, just very strange to me. But how am I? I'm better. Um, I think in the last three months, I've told myself that the life motto has to be do less just do less yeah. across the board yes. and it's been great um so yeah i'm i'm good feel settled into the apartment um doing less at work and you know focusing on the things that i actually care about i feel a lot you know a lot less anxious and it's crazy as soon as i started doing less i've you know reaped more benefits um, Beautiful. From the anxiety. I know Viv is going to say, like, oh, you got this award. I got this, like, front office sports Rising 25 award yesterday. Ooh, um, congrats. Tell, wait, tell everyone, like, what that is yeah. and who, who are some of yeah. the typical recipients. Yeah, the front office sports is an or- obviously a sports organization, and they created this award back in 2017, and it recognizing just rising stars in the sports industry. Um, So there are people, obviously, Facebook, Instagram sports to um, teams to leagues. And some folks go on to start their own management companies, manage athletes directly. So there's a wide range. But yeah, that's what the the award recognizes. So happy to get that. Um, And I just feel like it was a great source of external validation and I've been doing a lot to validate myself internally but it always feels great to receive that external validation so you know that's where we are now yeah it's amazing outside of that you know now that there is hope for the summer um I feel Mm -hmm. like I actually do live in New York now making friends and just making time for things that actually contribute to my personality and my my livelihood versus just focusing on work. Love that for you. So, so much. And your bedroom looks cute. I'm loving this lamp in the background. It's very, like, out of a catalog, sought on Pinterest, beautiful. Oh, and the whole bedroom. Oh, you have one of those beds. What are those beds called? Those are beautiful. Canopy beds. Definitely a I'll take credit for some of the design in there. Shanae said no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have receipts, girlfriend. All those screenshots, all those Pinterest links. Yeah. I will. Pull them up. (laughs) (laughs) Shanae. 
Shanae is into nature now. She's recently, oh. maybe recently discovered, but recently. Viv, do not try to play me like I've never seen outdoors <laughs> or nature before going to your house. Yosemite was beautiful, and I will say that it <laughs> made me enjoy hiking, and now I want to do it more. But I've been on hikes. I'm cultured. Don't play with me. <laughs> she's outdoorsy, y'all. That's that's the, the new thing that she's going to add to her Instagram bio. There's also a new story little highlight on her page, so I feel very special to to have contributed to that. What's the nature. the highlight called? Oh, just nature? Okay. Oh, I love a nature highlight. It's so peaceful. <laughs> um, Viv, are you picking up any hobbies other than traveling? Hmm. Well, recently I claimed myself, yeah, as an artist slash designer. I Artiste. there's this okay. awesome graphic designer, just all around designer that um, recently joined my team, and you know she's just been hyping me up, saying that I should be like an art director and how much she loves Ooh. working with me and how I'm just creative in general. And I've had this conversation with Abby as well in like my new job searches, but been playing on my iPad haven't posted anything on my page yet that I've made but it's been a really powerful outlet like when I'm angry I'll draw really angry stuff or when I'm happy awesome. or silly so it's a really cool outlet for me to express energy without having to uh, I wouldn't say waste energy but put other energy out there to folks I think my main outlet is my friends and my family and either trying to ump my energy by talking to them or to get feedback and release negative energy. But now I can just do that through my Apple pen and my iPad. So it's cool. I love that. I am excited to see more, more of the designs and the art coming through. Let's move it into our, our happy hour, our unpopular opinion happy hour. Um, yes, we should take a moment to acknowledge if anyone has a drink on hand <laughs> or is participating in the happy hour component. <laughs> I'll take that as a no. <laughs> I have some crystal geyser right here. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, today's happy hour topic. And since we're sober for this, it appears, <laughs> let's be, we can be, well, will we be honest or less? Anyway, let's just be as honest as possible on this. I'm super excited to talk with you guys about female friendships. I feel like the context that I know all of you guys is like surrounded by a lot of women and very girl power energy, Wonder Woman type of energy, okay? Um, shout out to our <laughs> our employee resource group that we've created. Um, but I'm curious, like before we all met, and I guess even up till today, like what has your guys' relationship been to female friendship, girl groups, and things of that sort? I'll start with you, Shanae. Like what's been in the past? Okay, my relationship with female friends. Hmm. So it's interesting because I can think about some of my friendship like groups spanning back to elementary school. And I always felt uncomfortable in groups. And so I would say, but I've always been in groups, elementary school, middle school, high school, in groups. And then in college, it was my first 
kind of break. Um, and I guess I was in a mini three person group, but really focused on the individual relationships because group dynamics to me are always strange. I claim myself as an empath and so does my therapist. So, hey, <laughs> some validation there. But um, I can sense how, like I have a really good sense of how people perceive me or like how they feel towards me, feel towards me, less perception. Um, and I can tell when like someone doesn't actually like me, but they're tolerating me um, because of the relationship that they have with someone else in the group. And that always made me feel uncomfortable. Like I'm cool coexisting in a space and not talking to you if you don't actually like me. Like that's perfect to me. Um, so I think that's, for a while that characterized how I felt about female friends. And I also have friends who were haters. And it's only been in this last year Ooh. that I've reflected on the relationships and realized that there were a lot of people who I called my friend or they called my friend who just had a very difficult time congratulating me or like being there and supportive during the high moments, but they were always there during the low moments. Um, and like would try to pigeonhole me into whoever I was during my low moments. Um, I also think, you know, we live in a world that tells us, especially black women can't be friends with each other and that there is some level of animosity between us. And I'd also say that in the past year, I've done a lot of work in trying to not believe that and so I feel like I'm now friends with a lot more black women and see those women as support systems like yeah support systems and like people I can have like fun engaging conversations with and also make you know great experiences versus somebody that I have to compete against so that has been my experience with female friendships and I'm definitely excited to share some of my unpopular opinions based on these last, what, 10, 10, 15, 20 years. We're excited to get into them with you. Um, Viv, what about you? What is your relationship in when female friendships and group dynamics? Yeah, I guess I hadn't really thought about, I mean, as you were talking, Shanae, I was thinking like, hmm, what was my perspective of female friendships when I was in middle school or high school? Um, I would say I'm also not too, I'm, I'm an extrovert, but I'm not too much into the group dynamic either. When I was younger, I feel like I was a little bit more of a tomboy, um, or maybe just like conflicted on my identity. Let's be real right now. I was very much a tomboy. Like I love to hang out with my Latino guy crew, which a lot of times had this like energy or just like super Latino energy that this like masculine energy that I really enjoyed. I felt like I could be rough. I could be straight. I could be protected, right? Like being connected to these people or to these men. Um, but I also was super girly. Like I had who, you know, like the chicas on the freaking cheerleader squad. I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to be a cheerleader so bad. I can't afford it, but I want to hang out with you all. I want to be part of these pep rallies, like, let me hype you up, things like that. Um, I feel like in, as I was younger and continuously throughout my life, I'm, I gravitate towards older women. 
So like all of my friends' moms, like I, you could find me in the living room, like, yeah, girl, go get ready. I'm going to be kicking it right here. It doesn't matter if I'm eight or 30, like that is my jam. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like I really connect with um, older women. And I think as I went through college, I started gravitating more towards female friends instead of guy friends. Maybe just my perspective of like romantic relationships and, you know, different experiences in my life made me gravitate less towards men. I feel like I've found um, a proper balance now. Um, I also feel like I've gone through cycles of female friends, which I'm still trying to decipher what that means about me or just my perception of people in general. Um, but I appreciate having strong women around me. I really feel like it helps empower us all. Like there's nobody that's really going to vouch for us, especially women of color. And I think like a lot of my friends have a very diverse friend group. I don't really have a type of friend, um, much less a type of female friend or guy friend or guy romantic relationship. So yeah, I appreciate the question. Viv, I was also a tomboy growing up. Questioning I could see that. I could see his kicking it. Like, what <laughs> are we going to do today? Who are we hanging out with? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. Great. Um, Alex, do you want to share? Like, I mean, we could briefly share too. Yeah. Um, I think I have always, I was thinking about this as you all were saying. Um, I've always been in groups of three to four people. <laughs> like in, in every single stage of my life, um, be it through like elementary to middle to high school to college, it's always been three to four people. And for the most part, it's always been um, like all women. I think the only one that I'd consider like a very close male friend, like within that unified group was in, um, was in college. And then I'd have like other pockets of friends depending on like more, you know, extracurriculars or activities, more circumstantial. But the core group was always three to four girls. I've always just gravitated towards female like presence in in like so many different aspects. And I like I mean, I've talked to my uh, my therapist about this, but part of it, I think, is because like I didn't fully grow up with my dad around. Um, he was working in the U.S. while we were living in Mexico. And so I was always really scared and intimidated by male presence, um, especially like older male. And I think that kind of translated also to just like all men in general. Um, and so I I gravitate way more towards women like the other day I happened to be in a meeting a product like meeting with all women and that had never happened to me and it was it was a beautiful experience um it was so great and it just felt it felt really liberating like I could ask more questions and and you know interject more than usual um so I'm I'm a big fan of female friendships and um it's it's been a theme throughout my life what about you, Adora? Yeah, I think similar. Um, I've always had like a two best friends. Like I've always had a three person dynamic, but then that three always opened up to like another group of maybe six or seven. And so when when I think Viv, you were talking about cycles, like there's even been cycles within those groups where it's like, okay, one, two, and three, we're super close. Now actually six, seven, and four, we're super close now. And 
it's kind of been that kind of rotating closeness amongst like one larger circle really since elementary school. Like I still have friends from elementary school. And so I think college felt different because it was starting fresh and I was excited to make friends. And actually in college was the first time I actually had all black female friends. And that was just such a different experience for me, having grown up in a predominantly white area and just having conversations at a different level, people also understanding my experience in a different way. It really felt like sisterhood in a way I hadn't experienced before. However, you know, in college was the first time I had like a really hard friendship breakup and never having really broken up with anyone. I can't quite compare it to like a romantic breakup, but I've heard that sometimes those are harder, the friendship breakups. And that really threw me in terms of what I wanted in friendships and what I thought thought I could give. And so up until that point, I had thought I was a really great friend. I'd have so many friends. I still keep in touch with all my friends from different parts of my life. And then for there to be like a three to four people who I can never talk to again. And if I do, it's probably going to be on a very formal hello hi it's been a minute how you doing good to know okay goodbye and that is just so odd to me and so when i kind of moved to the bay area i was actually really afraid to make friends because it was still harboring a lot of these your bad friend your friends are people secretly harboring all these feelings about you and for i didn't really trust friendships in general And I was like, let me just rely on like the four or five friends I still am really close with from high school. Um, But it wasn't until recent, not even recently, I'll say the last five years where I've realized I've never had any male friends, like not one ever. And I think that's actually probably what's made dating a little bit more difficult for me because men feel like such an enigma. I'm like, who are they? How do they think? They feel so foreign. And so I think that's actually an area of like friendship goals. If I had friendship goals or like stretch goals, it would be to have more male friends and slowly, but surely I've had some more male friends over the years, but never to the extent that I've had female friendships. And yeah, I mean, it's mainly actually just been like gay men. And so I'm really curious what these straight men are up to on like a friendship emotional level, but that's definitely something I want to explore. Oh, I have some thoughts on male friendships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Can they exist? I don't know. Is that an unpopular opinion? Is that someone's unpopular opinion? <laughs> there was, uh, well, Steve Harvey apparently has, he has a lot of points that I do not agree with, but he had a segment where he was talking about um, women not being able to have male friends because that male friend is only a friend until you give him an opportunity to be with you romantically. um, And then he's no longer a friend. Like he will take that opportunity. And I'm not gonna say that's true because I do think that there are, I do think that men have the capacity to be strictly platonic with women. I have not experienced that. Um, And when, you know, when a male friend made a pass at me, I obviously denied that I had no interest in them romantically and the (laughs) the friendship continued, but there was still like this underlying tension. 
and maybe it was just on my part because I felt slightly uncomfortable, but um, there was that tension. So is it different than female friends? Yeah, depending on how you're looking at it. But I think the same issues that can pop up in female friendships can pop up in male friendships or with male friends. Um, and as far as like the male perspective, I think that was interesting because we did get to talk about like relationships that I was in or relationships that he was in and his understanding of like what this person was doing. But at the end of the day, male perspective or not, female perspective or not, like it boils down to the person you are and the person that you're in a relationship with or you're trying to be in a relationship with because other people can give their perspectives and their opinions, but ultimately that doesn't dictate or like guarantee that the person you're talking to is going to act that way or think that way or do that way. So I don't know. I think in friendships in general, it's important to get that perspective. But at the end of the you have to, I'm going to stop saying at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, you have to think like, who am I? What am I trying to do? And how do I take all this feedback or what I'm hearing, but don't let it influence what I do? Like, let my own intentions influence my actions. Um, so yeah, friendships, friendships in general, I just think they're fascinating. I've had but to your um, point. Go ahead. Yeah, I've had like truly platonic male friends. Um, I I've noticed though that when that's the case and it's like a straight man, that man is still like he just also happens to I don't know be predefined predisposed towards having female friends um because I, I can think of oh. one example now like that my male college friend and he's in law school now and with like a different set of people and he still mostly made female friends and he's in a relationship and like in what in no way would ever um like, with a woman or yeah 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 with a woman um like in no way would he ever like step out in any sense um and so they truly are platonic female friendships that he just is i don't know drawn to did he grow up around a lot of women not necessarily like he has one sister and like but he had female male cousins he went to uh an all-male school um for high school so interesting yeah just missing that feminine energy (laughs) yeah my face all of it now (laughs) (laughs) but let's get into our unpopular opinions um so that we can we can dive in and and debate the merits um do you want to start with uh vivian we can go ahead and start with you all right awesome my unpopular opinion is about the closeness or sort of like categories regarding friends i think i i would really like to hear all of your opinions on this but i genuinely feel that there are categories to categories or names or interpretations of the relationships that you make with people, um, regardless if it's romantic or non-romantic, but I sort of have levels to sort of my commitment or my expectations or standards for who I'm engaging with. So I have a difference between acquaintances, let's say, um, and somebody I consider a friend, somebody that I consider family, even though they're not blood related, um, somebody that I consider an idol or a mentor, um, and then somebody I consider 
I am maybe on good terms with, or I don't necessarily have anything against with, but I do not want to engage. Um, some folks feel like if you like somebody or you don't like somebody, that determines a friend. Like, hey, I like you, so we're friends. Um, or I don't like you, so we're not friends. Um, but I guess I just think it's not as black and white for me. But what are your opinions on categorizing or labeling who you're in relationships with? I I don't know if I necessarily categorize all my relationships, but I am... I think I used to be in this bad habit and I think a lot of people are in just whoever you know you consider you, you think of as your friend like oh, like oh yeah I have a friend who lives here or who went there or who works there and it's like no they're just your acquaintance they're not your friend and so that's what I've been trying to work on is not calling people friends when they really aren't um and i don't think it's a bad thing it's just you know i think there is more that comes with being considered a friend um but i don't know if i would then come up with other labels for them that's that's my only thing would you lean towards saying something like somebody i know yeah or exactly someone from work someone mm -hmm. from yeah same unless they're a friend right like, yeah yeah my girl Ale, <laughs> my girl dora yeah. See, and if you're my girl, that's like another different categorization. Like, you're not my friend, you're my girl, you know? But that's funny. what do you think, Adora and Shanae? I didn't do the categorization. Like, yes, I can distinguish between someone I call my friend versus someone I work with. Um, but the problem you described, um, Ale, around people having the tendency to call everyone that they know their friend I feel like I have the exact opposite problem oh. where I hmm. know people and then people are like oh yeah I know Shanae or like I know her do this like we're cool and I'm like oh I've never considered us that cool like yeah we know each other we had this shared experience oh. but I and, and that's, yeah. that's not a dig to anyone but when I think about my friends like someone I would call my friend it's about the intimacy in the relationship. And I have been talking about this a lot recently where I realize that I crave like a high level of intimacy in mm -hmm. my friendships. And I think that people reserve that for their romantic relationships. Whereas mm -hmm. I think they need, for me at least, I need to have a high level of intimacy in both forms of relationships. Um, so given that I'm an introvert and I only have so much energy that I can give to other people. Um, I try to reserve that for a really small group of people. And I think I'm still finding that group. Um, and I've had to be comfortable with the fact that, you know, while it might look cool um, to have a group chat that's always going off or to post on social media like the 15, mm -hmm. 20 people that you brought on a birthday trip or had at a birthday party, there is no FOMO for me because that's not what I enjoy. Like, I can't have a high level of intimacy with five, 15 people all at once. Um, so I'm cool with my two to four. Um, so, yeah. That's how I think about that. But I, I do feel like there's a need to distinguish between, you know, work friends and everyone else. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I'm very much like a, the smaller unit. You get more, you get more time with, with each of them. I remember for my undergrad graduation, it was like a pretty small, intimate 
um, like celebration. And I, I'm very close to my one of my friends. I'm very close to her family. And so her family came and her mom and she's a very like she's friends with everyone. Um, mm-hmm. And so her mom asked like, oh, like, where are the rest of your friends? <laughs> and I remember Ooh. thinking like, no, I don't <laughs> like this is it. Yeah. This this is who I need. This is who I want. Um, mm-hmm. But it for other people, that's just so not the case. Yeah. Yeah, I must admit, I'm probably one of those people. I love the more the merrier. Um, And not that it doesn't feel like a party if there's only two of us. It's definitely going to be intimate. But I think I go back and forth where I feel like I spend so much time alone and that it sometimes feels like such an effort to see people that I'd love if we could all just be in one place for a couple hours and I've checked it off for the week. And so when I do, I don't say do larger things, but even if it's dinner, everyone's invited. Everyone's invited to the dinner so I can say I saw everyone, I can check in with everyone. And I also do a lot of phone calls. So it feels like I don't actually see people that often. And so when I see them, it's fun to see everyone at one time. But um, Viv, when I heard you talk about this, I like, this resonated with me so much because I actually came up with a tier system and I don't know if it's tiers are the best way to say it because they're all equally amazing That's how you say it. of friends. Okay. <laughs> but okay. But here's the thing. People could prefer different tiers. I have a, my tiers are specific to the ones I, I like the most and I broke it. It's kind of like the, it looks like an X, Y axis where it's like, high low on like one axis high low on the other and then you kind of cross to like the box i hope our listeners understand what i'm saying but essentially i love it dynamic (laughs) i'm so embarrassed i i might even make this a nice graphic and then we can maybe drop it on the instagram so everyone else can see this but essentially on one axis it's like high high intimacy low intimacy and then on the other axis it is time spent And then it's like high time or low time. And so the low time, low intimacy, we can call them a stranger or even just a new friend. And then you have the high time, low emotional. I'll actually, let me pause. I'll get back to that in a second. You have high time, high emotional. These are the people I probably have like three phone calls with a week, um, probably for hours at a time. (laughs) And then the low emotional or the high emotional, low time, those are friends who I check in with maybe every six months and we have a very in-depth conversation, catch up, and it feels like everything is just where it was left off last time. But the group that's the high time, low emotional return is the reason I created this subscription tier, and that's what I call it, because they are typically friends who are in a large friend group where I'm seeing them asking things of me that I'm like, oh, sorry, like you're not the core two and you're asking things that I really will only give that you probably think you're entitled to because it looks like I'm giving that to everyone, but really I'm just not giving that to you. And it's no offense to them, but it was causing me a lot of emotional stress. And I was like, I don't know why I feel like I don't like this person or I don't know why I don't, I feel like they are taking stuff from me and this is on an energetic level obviously no one's stealing anything from me but I think once I categorized this and I said oh this is what's happening 
it allowed me to take a step back and realize that not everyone requires this, not everyone gets the same emotional intimacy that I'm giving and not everyone gets to have the same amount of time with me. And that just, it just shook everything for me and shook it up. And I call it subscription tiers, like a Netflix membership. So it's like basic, you know, free 99, level two premium. You get to see me a lot, but not a lot of emotional investment and so forth. So I'll drop that on Instagram so people can see. I'll make it. I love that. Please share. I I love that. Um, And I think it's important to know that that can apply to friends who are adjacent to the core group. It can apply to old friends. Because right now I'm in a phase of realizing that your middle school friends or your high school friends might not be on your 25-year-old life. And you need to match the pace at which your mind is expanding and like you're growing with the pace that you're renewing your friendships. Um, But, and what has been helping me get to that point is knowing that in all of those situations, it's just that the friendship doesn't like the, yeah, the friendship doesn't resonate as much as other friendships do. And that's fine. Um, But because those things don't match up, the amount of time that you put into it, the amount of energy, the amount of things that you extend to people, it's going to look different. Um, And that's so key to preserving, (laughs) preserving your energy and reclaiming your time because people will take, take, take um, as long as you keep giving. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we are the hot commodity here. Like you might, I think the only difference on the chart would be that a stranger could be on like a, I can connect depending on the vibe, somebody that maybe was a stranger becomes my best friend. Example, Shanae, mm. like, you know, when we first met, it was sort of like we were cordial, whatever, fast forward a few years. I could not imagine a day without talking to you. Like, you know, on some, so cute. on some simpy <laughs> stuff. But same thing, like with a stranger, sometimes there's things that happen. You can catch me at Trader Joe's just really vibing this year. And that is what I want to do and maybe follow up. Let's follow each other on Instagram. Now we're Instagram friends. And I think that it's not on category. There's not a hierarchy to people like somebody's better than the other. It's just the level of commitment and safeness that you feel to say, hey, if you are on my VIP subscription, you're going to get the Mm -hmm. full me, full time, full Mm -hmm. questions, full introspection. Um, If I don't feel safe or attracted energy wise to you, I'm not going to be mean because you don't check the boxes. It's just, you know, you, you are, you're on the free 99, maybe the trial. That's it. Like still. The so, trial. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm and adding new decide, features to this trial. And, you know, if we, if we do decide this hot commodity is in high demand, low supply, you can't have this right now, not even the trial. That's just the pill you got to swallow sometimes, right? Not everybody Ooh. is for everybody. And we're mm-hmm. going to be in the back burner as somebody that's not even given the trial to some folks and you just got to send love and light. But I think yeah. that if somebody does have their, their subscription figured out, it's about respecting it, knowing, you know, staying in your lane. And if you don't have one, make one. This boss girl stuff. Staying in your lane, please. If you are not on the VIP subscription, do not FaceTime me randomly. Do not FaceTime me without scheduling it. It's disrespectful. (laughs) 
Instagram. But on your note, Viv, about like meeting people in the supermarket and vibing, I really want us to normalize that. Like, you know, when you just hit it off with someone, can we normalize asking them if they want to test out a friendship? Because I've always wanted to do that. Like I meet people at workout classes or just out and they just give off good energy. The conversation flows. And I'm like, I'm so interested in knowing who this person is beyond this small interaction. Like I want to ask them for their number, but I feel like that's weird. (laughs) You have to shoot your shot. Truly shooting your shot. Shoot your shot. I love that. Dude, and it, they should make business make cards. Friends. Yeah. Did, did anyone, I don't know if anyone's on TikTok, but have you seen those stamps where you can just like create a stamp with your at name or your number? And it's, it's so you don't miss opportunities for romantic relationships out and about this summer <laughs> oh. but it can apply to friends so you just stamp someone's hand and they just have your contact info <laughs> do they know you're stamping them or is it kind of like no you <laughs> they're in the dark and it glows or how does this work i mean you talk to someone and you're like you like the conversation you grab their yeah. hand let me see your hand you pull out the stamp you have to have an ink pad though yeah. I have not seen this. If someone <laughs> tried to stamp my hand, it's over. <laughs> I would laugh. I would laugh, but I would hit them up. <laughs> now that I know it's a thing, now I'm more receptive to it. But, like, not knowing this, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, Let's get into our next and popular opinion. Adora, do you want to go next? Yes. Um, This one... Probably isn't going to be a shocker just based on recent events. Our good friend Portia really just brought this top of mind. (laughs) But I do, and it's something I need to practice, but my unpopular opinion is that you should not tell your friends about or introduce them to significant others. And that's it. I'll leave it there. I mean, we know the Portia story. I don't want my man to all of a sudden not be my man and then be my friends, man. It's too much. It's too much. A clarifying question. Do you just mean like ever? Or for the first you know, six months? It's hard to say because she was married to this man. Yeah. And so it's hard to even know where the boundaries are. Um, I think one reason I'd say this is one, just, you know, kind of tongue in cheek, just to be funny with recent events. But also, like, <laughs> I think sometimes when I've been telling my friends, like, who I'm dating or like who I'm talking to their opinions just seem to really get in the way. I don't know if you guys have seen that TikTok where they're like, Oh, let me show you a picture of my man. (laughs) And then everyone's like, Oh, he looks like a genuinely hearted, good person. And you're like, no, wait, I thought he was really hot and attractive. And so I think until you're ready to where opinions don't matter, where they bounce off you, where, you can't even see that person outside of who they are to you. That's when you should introduce your friends. And also if friends have very strong opinions, maybe they just don't need to know until they need to know. Okay. Another clarifying question. Mm -hmm. Is this just friends period or friends that are not your close friends? Ooh, You know, I didn't even think about it that in-depthly. I think I thought, honestly, I I think it's just anyone. I think they could hear about him. They, you know, maybe 
they know you're going out with so and so. Maybe it's just first name basis. They don't know who's your boyfriend. They don't know. Who you, it's just me and Tim. Yeah, who's Tim? Don't worry about it. You know, and I think just we need to be moving a little bit more quietly. I think there's a lot of announcements made. I heard this term called emotional masturbation the other day. I think women are doing too much of that with men and they're fantasizing and dreaming about these lives with men that really may not actualize. And so let's not do that. Let's just let Tim be Tim. Let's let Mr. Maybe even give him a username, a nickname, because you don't even want your friends really even knowing what his name is, just the way people are. So I don't know. I think you, that person, can make the judgment of how catty their friends are but definitely regular friends don't need to know about it and then you can make the judgment on those friends okay i think you said two things there go for it to to the the last thing um around like emotional masturbation i agree i think people idealize or idolize whatever the word is um men which is embarrassing but it is like I don't say men's number like a man's number like unless you are committing to something your number is not getting saved and you definitely don't have a name in my friend groups it's like the guy from this or some weird thing you've done that I'm like okay this characterizes who you are Um, and that's your nickname but and I don't think that people should be doing that like uh, I always say stop dating to marry or stop dating to be in a relationship because you put the pressure on, okay, let's make this work. And it's like, no, interview these people, interview them and go on as many interviews until you find the right fit. Um, So I think that's one thing. But then your point around like not introducing them to your friends, like, yeah, I think you need to definitely make a call on, you know, how your friend is towards anything that goes on in your life. That's why I wanted to know if it's, okay, close friend or just friends in general. But question, because I've been in a situation like this, if you don't tell your friend about the relationship, um, whether it's the start, the happenings of the relationship, how you feel about it, whatever, do you feel like your friend has the right to not want to listen to the end of the relationship? Whoa. Um, As someone who needs to talk out their feelings and talk out every possible conclusion or scenario, that is really hard. And so maybe I should actually make a asterisk. Maybe you select one person (laughs) who kind of knows the ins and outs of the relationship who can be that person for you. Because they're the one person who knows all the trash things he's probably done to you or all the like ups and downs of the relationship. Um, And therefore, not everyone is in your business. I think this is all about like, who do you want in your business and who do you want to be giving power and control about your relationship to? And so I think if there's maybe one person, just one, I think that's okay. But in terms of if you don't let them know about the beginning, can do they have a right to listen to the end? I think the answer is no. They 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 can decline. I think they de- they can decline, especially if it's similar to something they've been through, and they don't want to mm-hmm. repeat. Yeah. What about I you guys? So many. What do you think? I think it- thoughts. Go ahead, 
I just want to comment on that part because I feel like it depends on everyone's lifestyle, but just general with them, what I'm hearing, nobody has quote control or um, sort of an opinion on your relationship. You decide if you let that happen. People that you love or that you respect, you would like feedback from can be included as part of the process if they would like to be and if there's a mutual agreement be between you two. I feel like in, I'm not even gonna say in my relationship, but just like in relationships in general, it does depend on your lifestyle. If you're somebody that goes to happy hour every week, right? Um, and you feel like that would be a space where you would like to get to know your partner in a different aspect, or you run into somebody that you know right levels to friends best friend versus coworker versus whatever at the store are you going to be like nope let's walk that way um so i think like the whole what is destiny presenting to you and how do you want to advance um i think it's important to there's like samples here and there i'm not going to be like hey i'm going to put together a get to know my boyfriend party right <laughs> and like all my friends are about to be here and you're going to meet him and you know we're going to walk in matching and shit like that that probably won't happen, but there's bits and pieces. Hey, I'm on FaceTime with my friend from Austin and I happen to be with my boyfriend. Hey, there he is. <laughs> Whoop. You know, just like yeah. flip the screen real quick. Hey, say hi, this is Brianna. Boom. Um, versus maybe going on a hike with somebody or somebody's in town. Um, hang out with us type of thing. I think it's a good way to see how they're going to fit into your life and how the people that were here before are adapting or like feeling safe around this person, which like those are signs that you can pick up. But I think feedback, I think mm -hmm. to the point of like, if they want to hear it, what the relationship is like at the end versus not knowing at the beginning, that's a conversation you can have. Shanae and I sometimes I'll call and say, Hey, I'm about to vent about something. I don't want your opinion. Like, just hear me out. And that's a relationship that Shanae and I have, whether, you know, maybe somebody else, like if I call my mom up, is going to have a lot of examples and a lot of opinions that she wants to present my way. So that would be what I think. Yeah, I think another you mentioned how um how like your opinion when your opinion can still be changed one way or the, or the other, it's still kind of a risk to bring it up to friends and like have their opinion influence. I also want to call out you can then influence your friend. And that's that's my biggest concern is that if you're talking only about the issues to, throughout the beginning to your friend, then that's going to be the image that they have of your significant other. And it's going to then like moving forward, if you still decide to continue that, that's going to be a challenge to overcome for like that friend. And, and it's like maybe you don't necessarily see it as a huge issue. Um, I just think of like, it, it affects the dynamics if you are okay. sharing as much throughout the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. I That's think why I think it's important to, to always ask your friends. Sorry, I'm saying like, I think it's all, it's important. Like whenever your friend is venting, especially, especially if they're only bringing up the issues that they have with their partners, asking them, okay, so what are you fighting for? Like, what are the things that you like about this person, that you're even like dealing with all of this extra stuff, because it's it's very important to have a full picture. Because yeah, if you only bring me the issues, that's the image that I have of this person. I'm trying to understand why you're with them. Um, but to your I've point, Viv, that question. 
yeah like yeah you definitely got that question. yeah yeah babe. <laughs> to your point babe like and why i think the tearing of friendships is interesting is because yeah i'm not going to like there i think there's a difference between privacy and secrecy right and i i Ooh. never want to be in a secret relationship but i want to be in a private one i don't want you telling my bit like our business and there's a line Whenever I tell you something about my childhood, like my personal experience, something that has nothing to do with you, I expect that that's not going to be shared, even to your close friends. Um, but our relationship in general, like I don't expect that to be shared with like your coworkers or someone that you're just an acquaintance with. Like they should know that yes, you're in a relationship with me, but the way you need to work through an issue that we're having, or you need to talk about something that you're experiencing with me. Like I expect that that is to be gated to just close friends. Cause that's how I treat those situations. And like Viv said, even in your close friendships, you can still set a boundary of like, look, Hey, I'm going through this and I'm not asking for your advice. Like I don't want to be influenced. It's just something I need to get out. So hear me. Um, but yeah. I think that was I would really... say going back to the, Porsche situation sorry <laughs> I would say that's a matter Let's of destiny like you can't be scared to introduce oh Jesus right? is that what we're calling it a matter of destiny no no I mean no, not no. a matter of destiny okay sorry that was bad was not wild. destiny as in wild. that was supposed to happen mm-hmm. but yeah I but I think that's the case where like both your friend and your partner failed you and so i think like you have you can't live like that you have to have the belief that your partner and your friends won't fail you but at at the very least your partner yeah so i also think something that we're not talking about when it comes to um like friends and partner relationships is like whether or not your friend wants to know your partner because i've been (laughs) in situations where i'm like look I am friends with you. I am not friends with your partner, nor do I want to be friends with your partner. Like we can have good interactions, occasional interactions, but you being in a relationship with them is not an invitation for them to be around me or like us and our relationship all the time. And I I think it's, it can apply both in a physical sense, but also an emotional sense. Um, because I know people who, I'm not going to say they don't have serious relations, but like their relationships change constantly. And even as their close friend, it was just like an emotional drag to constantly be brought in to those different situationships and go through the emotional roller coaster with them. And at a point, it, it like has to, we're at a point I have to say like, look, cool, <laughs> do this thing, but I can't be here for it anymore. I think, I that's think a great it point. also plays into the values of folks. Like I personally a hundred percent feel you with the, you know, it, I think it depends on your partner and it depends on the values of those folks around you and how much you're, taking those into consideration or how much your partner is taking those into consideration when merging the crews, right? The partner with the friends. I think that's something that I'm kind of 
working through myself where for me it's a beautiful thing if my friends and my partner can be Instagram friends or if they can hug instead of just do the nod at gatherings um, or, you know, potentially have their own friendship. And that is definitely not my decision to make in any of those three scenarios. I think if your partner really craves that through culture, through previous relationships, through just like it being higher on the values hierarchy, um, sort of like we talked about in the last podcast, Ooh, then those yeah, are things that you have to talk to through. episode 11. Yeah, those are things that you have to talk through. Like, hey, what are my values? What are yours? And how are we going mm. to adapt to these situations? I feel extremely this way. You feel the extremely opposite. So what does the middle look like for us? Um, and it's going to involve some bending arm on both of our ends, right? And if we feel so strongly about our opinions on the involvement of our partner with our friends, and we cannot, that is the breaking straw, then again, that is the pill you got to swallow, right? Yeah, Oof. I think a lot of great points. I'm We're going a little bit long, so I'm going to get us into our last unpopular opinion. Sinead, do you want to share yours? Yes. Um, I think I have two unpopular opinions. I think one is <laughs> a lot of... I, what I've noticed <laughs> is that a lot of women, because um, we're talking about unpopular opinions for female friends, so I think a lot of women, I would say at least 50%, who start like women support groups or girl boss, <laughs> girl boss brunches um, are actually mean girls in real life. That's one. And then the second maybe unpopular opinion at least one of the friends in your friend group is actually a secret hater. Wow. And it's, if you Ooh. want help identifying who that friend is, it's typically the one who is there for you when you're low. Um, but when you're at a high point, you're being awarded for something, you got a promotion, you had this breakthrough, you're finally moving on from the fuck boy they're nowhere to be found. They're not congratulating you. They're not supporting you. Um, and or they pigeonhole you to an earlier version of you. I saw Oof. a TikTok yesterday that said something about this. First of all, I've been invited to some random ad hoc brunches that I've had a good ass time at. And I don't think that they're mean girls, but <laughs> I to each their own, right? Like, hey, if you want to have brunches every so often with the same crew go ahead and do it I just can't commit to that um you know like I don't want to be a part of that again to like the group dynamic but I did see a TikTok on your second point um where it had said something on like Instagram likes versus story views and how you can sort of look into where it's a post thing and like an hour later you see that you have about 30 likes uh, just as an example right but you have about 30 likes. And then you maybe posted a story at the same time and you have about 300 views. So within that hour gap, like a lot of people are watching, but not that many people like you or are trying to hype you up. And maybe the algorithm isn't in your favor. That could also be a thing, but coincidentally, I saw a TikTok and it reminded me of that. I mean, if people are clicking on your story, you should be showing up in their feed <laughs> because your story is supposed to be like more 
or yeah should be for closer connection and if you uh if you have a public account you can see your insights so you can see how many impressions you're getting versus actual interactions Mm. so check your insights folks um, but to your too point, much, y'all are too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, to your point, though, about the like the brunches and the support groups and all that, like, can you expand a little bit more on that? Yeah, what brunch did you go to when this <laughs> became clear to you? <laughs> Look, I. <laughs> I've come across so many mean girls in my life, both people who are my age and people who are older than me. I had a manager who was a mean girl. And what I've noticed is that a lot of those people try to start organizations or are a part of organizations that are geared to supporting women. But in it's like you want to have this front that you support women. And I, I feel like it's used as a way to build connections or network um, versus like actually being about supporting women in your personal life. Um, yeah, so that's what I've noticed. Like I've noticed people who don't really send opportunities to women, who don't want to see women at levels higher than them, um, who don't support growth of the women in their life but we'll put on a brunch and be like, yeah, we're girl bosses. And it's like, okay, well, what is us having a meal together and saying that, oh, you know, we're all women or sitting down for like a sister circle saying we're all women, but in my day-to-day life, I I don't congratulate women. I talk down to women. I don't support all types of women. Like that's not really doing anything. Oh, I completely agree. I don't know if I've seen it in like a general sense, but I've seen it so much in the like, latina community i i can't go into any of those like set up latina groups because i just don't trust them anymore because i've seen like not and this isn't any like current people (laughs) in case anyone who's listening is from my area but like previous um like presidents or directors of these like latina empowerment groups then be terrible to the latinas who do work with them or who are just like around them in that space. Um, and and so I, I just don't trust them at this point. Um, I think it's yeah. too much it, it's too much front without the like the authenticity that really goes behind actually supporting women. And then I also think like if you have to recruit amongst an external space to like come up with this brunch, I'm just like, well, what are you doing for the women in your actual life? Um, like why right. why don't you focus your attention there? Right. No, that you said it right there. It's a front. When I heard this, I'm not gonna lie, I felt a little bit attacked. Um, <laughs> as someone who tried to start and failed at her Bay Area book club, um, <laughs> who tried to have the brunches, then we switched over to Zoom calls, and that didn't keep up. I felt attacked. Um, but. I'm with you on the concept of this, like, pseudo-female empowerment. And I'm actually kind of curious, because this is something that's been on my mind lately. I feel like I... And maybe it's because I feel like my race is a bigger deal to me than my gender. But... And maybe this is wildly inappropriate to say, but... Anytime I hear someone talk about female empowerment, at least in the United States, I'm kind of like... 
what's going on? Like, is this the most pressing issue? It just feels like, it feels like it's a white woman issue, female empowerment. I just don't know if their sexism is different than women of color, but the way they feel about female empowerment and like being diverse as a woman just blows my mind. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely like the intersectionality that makes this a lot more complex because yeah, for most white women, the only form of oppression that they have is being a woman. Mm-hmm. And I, I go back and forth about this because I always think like it's my blackness that is the first mark against me, but I do think it's uh, something. Yeah. Other times I do feel like it is being a woman, being a woman, but because being black in America is also horrible, um, it's hard to distinguish which one carries more weight at any given time. Mm. Yeah. Um, what's the source? Because, like if I'm in a, yeah, like if I'm in a predominantly white space, it's my blackness. If I'm in a predominantly white women space, it's both. And if I'm in a predominantly male space, it's definitely being a woman. Um, but yeah, I, regardless of whether it's like an event put on by someone who is not of color or if it's put on by a woman of color, I just feel like it's really hit or miss on whether it's a genuine environment that supports um, the growth and and yeah, the growth, the development of of women building true connections, or if it's about Mm. like, hey, we put this on, we got some funding, but in our personal lives, I actually don't like you. Especially because I personally see so much just organic female, like relationship and empowerment and like, and I think a lot in like, organizing or back when I was an undergrad um we had a lunch for um Latinx leaders to meet Dolores Huerta a very like famous activist and it just so happened that all the activist leaders on campus were Latinas like we were all women um and so it it wasn't that in that sense like I felt truly empowered and like happy to be there because it wasn't I don't know. I think it just it sh- it just so happened that we organically made these relationships ourselves and empowered ourselves mm-hmm. to be in these positions rather than doing it with that intention of like making this image. Yeah. Someone told me she actually works at Instagram and like one of my favorite people. Um, but something she told me that resonates and and it 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 captures this like friendship or like this female empowerment brunch idea but so many other things. And it's super simple. It's at some point, you got to stop talking and you actually have to do something. And that's what it is. It's like, Mm. if your values align, at some point, you'll be connected through the work. Mm -hmm. But if you're just talking about like, oh, I support this, I support this with no action. At some point, like people are going to figure you out. Like it is just a front. Yeah. And I have to add, when I started my book club, that was the same year I felt like I couldn't have any female friends. So that might have been coming from a place of insecurity, you know? I feel like I let anyone at work join that that chat. <laughs> and it was just embarrassing. I was looking at the 
the roster of people still in that group chat. And I was like, I need to, one, the group chat's been inactive. And two, I'm like, how did I let all these people in here? But um, I think there is some truth to that. I'm sure there's a lot of insecurity going on that at least I experienced when I started that. And so there's some truth there. Yeah, well, thank you all for sharing your unpopular opinions. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll get into our wins and fails. All right, you guys, and we're back to do our wins and fails of the week, and the way that this part of the show works is typically Alex and I do a win and one the other person does a fail, but this week, since we have our two lovely happy hour guests, Shanae and Viv that we will kind of rotate back and forth and so a win is just something that we liked or something that happened in pop culture that we are a fan of and a fail is usually someone who messed up someone who did something wrong or something that we need to call out I will start with our win one of our wins this week which is Naomi Campbell supermodel stunningly gorgeous at I think 50 let the world know that she had a beautiful baby girl. And I think what I appreciated about this is that it, one, it felt like a surprise. It just dropped out of nowhere, just the cute little baby feet. And then there's still so much privacy around it. And so I don't know if she had the baby, if it was a surrogate, and I don't even know if we will ever know. All I know is that she made a choice for herself as a woman who is definitely older to have a child. And I think it's a reminder Actually, a friend DM'd me and she said, it's not too late for us. So that's just a reminder to a lot of people that you can have your happy ending at any time. And it's awesome to see women at all sorts of ages make new life choices and new life experiences for themselves. I absolutely loved when she posted that. I immediately went to the comment section and then I went to the rest of her profile to check, like, did she post a pregnancy photo? Because it did seem like, not even it seemed, it came out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, I love the privacy, but I also, you said adore, just love this idea that there are no stages. Like we've invented these stages or these milestones that you have to hit. And I think, we're at an interesting phase because everyone right now is trying to find a significant other so they can pop out babies in the next three to five years, get married, have another kid, buy a home, do all this stuff. And I'm like, absolutely not. Um, so just knowing that it's nothing is ever too late. You can reinvent your state, reinvent your life at any stage, at any age, and just do what you want to do. Um, so I love that. I also just love surprise babies. Um, I just think it's so sweet. Like all of a sudden you have a child. It's amazing. That's the best kind of news that you could provide the world, especially someone as amazing as her. Um, So uh, that's just always a fun bit of celebrity news, in my opinion. Um, Do you want to go into a fail? Uh, Viv, Shanae? Whoever has a fail. I actually have a fail. I thought I had both, but so I've recently become very obsessed with Ariana Grande and I love her so much. I think she's so cute. I love her music, the manifestations throughout everything. And to me, 
it was very alarming and sad and disappointing to see that she's married now. Oh, Which, no. Right. It... <laughs> it's a yeah, fail? Like, to me, <laughs> I feel like that is a complete fail. And I don't know if it's coming from a place of, like, I'm still trying to come at peace on the value of marriage and what that means for people personally versus how they're bred to think about marriage. But also, I don't know. Like, I see Ariana as, like, one of my friends, you know. And and if, I mean, not saying that if one of you got married right now. Yeah, I was about to say. It a fail. <laughs> but I don't know. I just feel like there's so much more life to live. Um, and I hope she did it for the right reasons. Well, she's been engaged multiple times. So I feel like yeah. <laughs> she she's been wanting to get married. I'm really happy for her. I feel like, like it finally like actually it. happened to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You think life ends once you get married? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. What, what do you think? I'm not sure if life ends when you get married. I just feel like I don't know. I, like I said, I'm still trying to figure out what my definition of marriage is. I just don't feel like it's necessary, like a necessary step in the relationship. Um, at this point, like there's there's nothing that needs that is limited by not being married, if that makes sense. And I also just think, you know, yeah, she's married to a very successful real estate agent, but I, you know, I hope she had some sort of prenup in there. I'm just sure. like celebrity marriages to Whoa. me. I don't know. You think she marriages didn't. and then celebrity no, marriages and then personal it. marriages. <laughs> just level. She I'm probably has like 10 lawyers. <laughs> That's Literally, true. I don't know. In this woman's business. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, I didn't know that through her songs and what she was writing love letters up to heaven and manifesting what she says in her songs, I didn't know it was marriage. And I might have to rethink who I'm going to listen to on Spotify now. Oh, wow. So this really hit at, like, a deep level. That's so fascinating. Low-key really hurt. I think it's even more fascinating because I know what your win is. Um... Yes. Okay. That's why I wanted to yeah, say let's go into that. But I feel no, like, no, no, not or do you want to say what the ones straight into my fail? Yeah. No, I'm going into my fail because my fail <laughs> is that ASAP Rocky is supposedly dating Rihanna, which I'm not going to believe until she confirms because <laughs> what Complex came out or whatever he said it yeah. on, but he was like, "She's the love of my life." First of all, she's the love of everyone's life, including mine. <laughs> So that doesn't mean anything. But ASAP Rocky mm-hmm. for Rihanna? No. ASAP Rocky. Does anyone remember ASAP Rocky and the whole Sweden situation? Yes. So much. Okay. Oh, was that yes. him? Yes. Oh, I forgot. Yes. Hmm. That's an issue. ASAP Rocky is also quoted saying, like, why do I have to comment on Black Lives Matter? Like, I'm from Bel. I live in Bel Air. Yeah. I live in Bel Air. He also said dark skinned women shouldn't be date shouldn't be wearing red lipstick. It's like no. Oh mm-hmm. damn. Okay. So we're no. not a fan of him. Okay, nope. yeah, we don't no, like him anymore. And the thing is I did it is I love his es- like I love his aesthetic. Like, you know, when I recently was talking to someone about how like I'm cool with men wearing nail polish. But like I love his aesthetic. Um I used to like his music. I like his style. But then he opened his mouth. And this is the problem with men. They open their mouths and it's just unforgivable. But 
those actions, the Sweden situation and his decision to go back there. I'm just like, Rihanna, you are above this. I was rooting for the billionaire, but above this. We all were. Trust us. We all were. <laughs> the Saudi one, the Saudi prince. Was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was fine. I don't know what happened there, but I bet it was fun. Um, I wouldn't say the win necessarily was about the relationship. I think the win was about um, ASAP Rocky as a celebrity, as a man coming out and talking about his feelings or admitting his emotions. I thought that was a win because we don't see that every day. You know, the mushy-gushy stuff. And if it was genuine or not, I'm not like, Oh, I'm so happy he's in love with her. I'm just so happy that he opened up about that conversation. But yeah, she definitely deserves... I don't know who deserves Rihanna. <laughs> so I'm not happy about the relationship. I'm just happy about him opening up. Yeah. I do think... Well, yeah, no. True. All right, Alex. What's our, our final fail? My final fail. Um, we chatted about this on... Um, on the pod i think in the past but something else came to my attention i think because viv sent me a um a tiktok about this but so as we know kendall jenner has a tequila brand coming out um and i think it's like set to release soon but it turns out like she she and her team are so dumb um because they their grammar on their original bottles was wrong they like don't their spanish was just wrong like they 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 put the adjective after the noun i believe and it's supposed to be before and it just shows how like you (laughs) claim on the bottle that it's um like small batch tequila from like the region and i'm I'm sure it is but then you don't have anyone from this not even anyone mexican just anyone who speaks spanish um or who took spanish for a few years in, in high school who can tell you like this is how to write it correctly um so it's just like it's a complete disregard for the culture for the people don't buy um celebrity tequila um and it's it's probably not even good uh so just just a fail overall just that's just like a sloppy fail that's just a dumb fail so sloppy um yeah you know i think this podcast knows i've been on my journey to relearn my spanish and i'm sure i could have picked that little slip up i'm sure you could yes <laughs> sure i could have helped them out that way but again it's interesting i'm like watching the final season of the kardashians and i'm actually really thankful it's the final season um i think we need a the world needs a break from but they're just going to go to hulu monopoly do i don't think we know what they're doing i think it's the i don't thing. think they're doing another reality team you think no, so? I think it's the same thing. Yeah, because they keep saying mm. that everyone's going to be involved. What are they all going to be involved with? That's a good point. I um, don't know. Well, all I can say is that by tequila made or owned and produced by like people in that particular region. Alex, can you remind me what region that is? Tequila. In Mexico? It's just tequila. Oh, it's oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> buy directly from there. It's super simple. You can't forget it except for me. But yeah, I agree. It just feels like another Kardashian influence that we just really did not need. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you both for joining us. Uh, we had so much fun chatting through unpopular opinions, through our friendships, through these uh, wins and fails of the week. Um, but it's always a pleasure to chat with y'all and catch up. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having us. I feel like I do a lot of introspection <laughs> with you all. So I appreciate, appreciate this forum to help me better get to know myself. <laughs> we'll have to have you guys back we need to explore this marriage thing (laughs) Shanae said something about nail polish I need to explore that further and so you guys will definitely be back for another happy hour or maybe another like more in-depth episode too (laughs) all right well thank you all for joining us um we'll see you next week bye guys